0: These four ladies put on one hell of a damn show, one hell of a damn banger. I was looking at this match and I was like, oh my god, please fight forever. But don't because that also means that you guys are going to bleed out. But please fight forever. What's going on, guys? I hope you guys are keeping well. Welcome to another episode, and a brand new episode—episode number ten—and the brand new year of 2022. Welcome to Crossface with Costin. It is time that we start talking some wrestling, and it's time we start talking some AEW as we are going to be going into a year-end review. Not really a year-end review, a weekend review of AEW in the last few shows that we've seen recently. And my god is all I gotta say. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys have been keeping well. If you guys are checking the Crossface with it out on YouTube, please do me a favor. Leave a subscription, leave a like, leave a follow, leave whatever it is you have to do to improve our algorithms to get this show to more eyes. So that's always the most important part. And if you're listening on podcasts, whether it's Google Podcast, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcast, which by the way, leave us some five... Re- five-star reviews on there or any reviews in general i'd love to actually get your opinion on the show and everything of that nature but if you're listening on any other podcast format thank you so much for that and yes if you cannot catch the show or cannot catch the video you guys can find the episodes down there if you'd like to listen for later on but ladies and gentlemen first and foremost it's 2022 secondly if you see behind me and this is why if you're on youtube you will see behind me there's a nice couple nice championships there and also one fabricated one for my e-federation that the wife gave me for christmas I love it it's beautiful it works so beautifully but these will be going on this wall but let's talk about AEW both uh Dynamite and Rampage both shows in my honest opinion delivered beautifully a hundred percent delivered beautifully the only kind of criticism I'm going to give AEW right now is I feel a lot of the time they have a tendency to Of doing a lot of multi-man matches and that's kind of how we started off with dynamite this past week uh is the fact that they started off with a 10 man tag team match i do usually find those a bit clunky because there's a lot of people in the ring at the exact same time and it can be one of these things where there's just too much happening uh for the fans to really pay attention to the biggest downfall i'm going to say right now that i find AEW has a biggest issue with is keeping the cameraman where the action is there was one moment there where uh phoenix actually was you know run the ropes did an entire move on the outside and a couple of guys on the outside but again it, it didn't really show that because the camera never cut to that so we only saw what happened via the replays so if you're there live you obviously get to see it perfectly fine When you're there watching on television, you miss a couple of things. But regardless, the match actually turned out pretty decently. The biggest thing that I'm going to say is that Lucha Bros themselves, no matter what type of match they're in and how many people are involved, these guys are able to adapt in the ring and be creative with tag team maneuvers that you haven't really seen anywhere like the fact that they can wheel together and bounce off and do a double ddt the fact that we see phoenix running the ropes and jumping off on guys on the outside we've seen these two work tremendously together they're so innovative in the ring which in my honest opinion is actually really cool to see because these guys can really put on a fantastic show and make fans just really want to see more because they work so well together and specifically when they work well with a tag team that's also a very good tag team like FTR and the lucha bros man those guys can deliver tremendously lucha bros and the young bucks my god what a fantastic match that we saw uh, a while back with the steel cage match but now we're also getting a teaser between lucha bros and the jurassic express now <laughs> i'm not gonna poo poo that you know it's it's a match that i know a lot of people have wanted to see <clears throat> But regardless, the tag team match was all over the place. They, they There were, there wasn't too clunky, I find, because they, they kind of did plan it out a little bit nicer. But again, I find having too many of those individuals in the ring at the same time, just, it's, it's just one of these things that just kind of, I find it's too clunky. The cameramen are all over the place. There are a lot of opportunities that you will miss from a fan's point of view and also from a talent's point of view. That I find is just not necessarily going to flow well, specifically when you have so many men in, in, the, in the ring. The one thing I will say, and I will give credit to, is I am tremendously happy to see that two legendary tag team members are in that ring, and that is Christian and Matt Hardy. It is actually really cool to see both of those individuals at their span of their co- of their career right now, and at the age of the career, still going ham and still actually performing pretty pretty well. And it's kind of cool to see them in the ring together because we know there is a massive history behind those two individuals, obviously Christian and Edge, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, and how a lot of them really changed how tag team competition really wasn't back in the day uh, and how they kind of got more hardcore, how it got more uh, streamlined, how it got more uh, unionized or not unionized, unified as, 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 a, as, a, as a tag team. So it's kind of cool to see them still going in the ring and kind of cool to see them obviously competing and because of just the amount of history that's there and competing against other tag teams that really at that point in time have idolized those guys because they were the shit at that point. Regardless, in the end, you know, decent match. I just found a little bit clunky due to the amount of individuals in there. And that's the one thing about Dynamite. We did have quite a few matches that had multi men in them uh, one of those being obviously the, uh, the 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 main event match where we saw obviously undisputed back in the WWE what they were called coming into uh AEW right now you saw Red Dragon Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish coming out Adam Cole coming out individually from them but those three competing are just fantastic now I gotta give credit where it's due here I like the storytelling that AEW is trying to drive with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly In WWE, those individuals had a bit of a heat between one another. Those guys put on phenomenal matches. saying it. In NXT, those two put on some fucking banger of matches that you want to watch over and over again. So, the thing is, is not a lot of people... Because at that point in time, a lot of people were very much swaying away from WWE. So, it didn't... it, it It was still displayed and... And showcase to a large audience. However, I do believe that because AEW at the time was starting to build up and starting to be the next big thing, they didn't really, not a lot of fans saw those matches. They know the talents, they were excited about the talents, but they didn't really see the matches. So if AEW is trying to tease that they're going to potentially have another match in AEW, I have no problem with that. Those two. Can deliver in their ring, and I'm totally happy to see what they can do in their ring as well. But I find, and I absolutely love how they are working that storyline in AEW. Before their matchup today, or before the matchup on Dynamite, you had O'Reilly and Cole, obviously, just face to face. Hey, we've had beef. You know, back in the day, we've had some beef, and we're going to go into this matchup here. You know, or, am I going to be? Are you going to be on my side? You're going to have my back, everything of that nature. I just love the continuation of a story from another promotion. That is something I really do enjoy because it's long-term storytelling. It already proves that these two individuals have an issue with one another going to another promotion doesn't mean that's just dissolved away magically they're still willing to work with each other but there's still that little bit of a tension there and we saw that in the main events now we'll get to the main events uh soon because in all reality it was actually a very good main event specifically for the final show on uh, on tnt those guys delivered but regardless We're going to move on Uh, pretty much. We're going to also talk about an individual who I absolutely hate is Dan Lambert. Now, Lambert, again, plays a heel. Lambert, again, is an individual that is intentionally going out there to hit a chord with fans because that is his job. His legitimate job is to make you pissed off. That is his Johnson intended the job for a heel regardless, but his intended job is to go out there and legitimately piss you the fuck off. And he does a good job at it, because his voice is as if you take a chalkboard and not only have nails, but any other fucking sharp object you can find, then allow a bunch of individuals to come together and go ham on this chalkboard while you're trying to take a snap like it's just it's it's just it gets in your ears it gets in your head and you're like i hate this man please stop talking the the promo between him and brandy obviously wasn't it, it wasn't a long promo uh brandy really obviously came coming in trying to be the good guy uh and going after dan lambert calling him was a cheaper version of paul Heyman i love that i absolutely love that but there's, there's no credit edition in any way, shape or form because Paul Heyman is absolutely more outstanding than he is. But I, I still found one of these things, the biggest thing for me that killed me when it came to that promo segment was was Brandy Rhodes because you obviously have her coming out, trying to be that good guy going against an individual that they, people absolutely hate. The problem I had with that was that you're already associated to a talent in which fans are going against. And it's not that it's a problem. However, you're not getting the reaction you truly want just because of how the fans are perceiving you with another associated talent, and that's Cody Rhodes. So, it's I, I think there was a lot of hope and expectations that when she went out there, that she would get the cheers, that she would have the people on her side, but it just really didn't come to that. It was one of these things where I think they were trying to get to that, but it just wasn't really connecting with fans. Even though she had a couple of good little back and forths with Dan Lambert, it just didn't necessarily coincide to what to what i think that they wanted to achieve and that is to show brandy as the 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 good guy coming in you know trying to to save us from dan lambert's voice and everything of that nature it just didn't connect in my honest opinion regardless still a decent segment you know it, it really did bring a lot of form i wasn't upset with what brandy said in any way shape or form like she came out and just had that true anger and frustration towards a man who i'm pretty sure all of us have that anger and frustration towards We're going to move on, speaking of anger and frustration, to Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. Uh, I appreciate Thunder Rosa's skills. Absolutely, hands down. The woman, in my honest opinion, has one of the best dropkicks in the industry today. They are impactful. They are vicious. They are lethal in a way. I know there is a lot of people who absolutely love Jade Jade Cargill. I am not downgrading her in any way. However, she has the absolute amazing look of a champion, of a talent, somebody who you'll just turn and be like, "What what the hell? I get the appeal for her. In my honest opinion, I still feel she's very green in that ring. And... Rosa I think has had obviously a lot of a lot of history as a competitor tried to really control that match but there was just there was moments where you could tell that Jade was just a little bit not it's not as fluent now again I'm 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 saying this from a point of view where I'm watching this I'm a fan I see Like, I've been in the ring myself. It's not easy, specifically when you're in situations where you need to be able to think on your feet and everything. It's not easy to be able to be in a match because sometimes you're calling it out. I'm talking on behalf of experience for myself. I was still very green, and I am still very green in the ring. I'm not saying that I'm the best. No, not in any way, shape, or form. I understand from an in-ring perspective that there is a lot that goes to it that, unfortunately, sometimes you cannot be as fluent in the ring and because i find she is still very green she's being put in a position where she's just in my opinion not ready for it not saying she'll never be i just find right now she's not necessarily ready for it but because she does look like that champion because she does look like that talent that you want to put a title on i'm not surprised they decided to give her that that run that that ability that victory to go into the finals to fight uh, ruby soho and I know that during that match, we saw the uh, debut of Mercedes Martinez. Now, I'm not going to go too far in with her because uh, from an honest perspective here, I have never really seen her compete. Uh, I know she was in the indies, was a fantastic talent in the indies, had multiple championships, went to WWE for a short stint, and now obviously is in AEW. I don't know much about Mercedes to really give a big opinion on. Uh, so obviously, I'm not going to go too ham on her. But regardless, I, I'm happy to, she, to see that she's there. I hope that she actually gets opportunities. Um, but obviously, she came in and attacked uh, Thunder Rosa, which now is causing the, 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 the obviously uh, a few between both of them, which eventually will go down the line. Uh, but that's, this is what's giving Jade that uh, the progression into the championship uh, spotlight. One thing I will say. And this is what absolutely kills me, specifically in wrestling sometimes. If you are selling an injury, specifically for Jade, when you are selling the fact that your left leg is hurt, your knee has been beaten upon for the last 10 minutes, you can barely stand, you can barely walk, you can barely go from one side of the ring to the other side of the ring. Why are you doing a perfect kick up? like it's just, like why are you doing a perfect kick up when your knee is supposedly hurt like it just doesn't make sense to me this is one of the things that I learned from Anthony Corelli Santina Morello when I was actually at battle arts is that if you're selling something don't go out of your way to to lower the selling value of that injury like with her if you wanted to try to do that kick up dude like sell it like don't just kick up and be like oh i'm good i'm fine i'm gonna beat your ass no like don't actually kick up at all just get up like you normally would get up difficult to try to sell that actual knee and that's the one thing that i think she was doing decent as she was selling that knee she actually did a pretty decent job at selling the knee injury however i found it just didn't really coincide well specifically when she just kicked up and i'm like really 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 but she did it but regardless the match in itself was okay again i really did see rosa taking a lot of the control in the match because like i said i feel jade's a little bit too green in the ring uh but that's fine that's just how it is it's a learning experience and she's gonna get better with time i see that she does have a lot of potential like i said she looks like a champion and the way that she refers to tbs as that bitch show it works it's a great moniker i feel it's going to work out very well and i do feel she is going to get that championship to identify herself as that bitch show so i'm not angry about that however i just feel she's being put in a position right now where her skills in the ring are just not matching the quality of talent she's competing against nothing problematic about that i with time she will get better I just feel and would like to have her have a little bit more time to mature as a talent in her skills to be able to get put in those positions. Um, the match was okay. Mercedes obviously debuted, uh, cost Rosa the, the match. That's going to go down line as another few that's going uh, to progress with. And I'm not upset about that. But like I said, I will claim Thunder Rosa's drop kicks are the best in the damn business. I love them. They're impactful. And speaking of impactful, can we please give credit? to JR and the fight that this man has been going through the fight and the progression this man has been going through to kick cancer skin cancer's ass fucking phenomenal I am happy to see him back in AEW I was tremendously happy to see him back on the announcers table and I'm tremendously happy to see him being in good spirits and so was CM Punk when CM Punk came out to give his promo the first thing he did was give props to JR Give props to Jr. for being back there for fighting. Camera, please do me a favor and focus. Being back there for fighting to 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 continue to do what it is that he loves to do. CM Punk had a pretty good promo segment. It was a very short one. It wasn't really a lot, but primarily also talking about how Brody Lee's um memorial, like the the, the memory uh, show that they had, the the tribute show that they had for him, was one of the reasons that he decided to come to AEW because it really showed the love and the appreciation that the company has for their talents and it was a very beautiful show i'm not going to downgrade that in any way they they really showcased um they really showcased him beautifully i think what they did was was really beautiful um you know Broglie was definitely an amazing individual like everyone absolutely loved him john huber is an individual that from what everyone is saying was just someone that would be motivational would help you would be there for you would take a call for you this man was just amazingness in an amazing personality and the tribute show was absolutely phenomenal I loved what they did with it and CM Punk claiming that obviously that was one of the reasons his decision or his final decision as to why to come to AEW because that appreciation was there goes on to talk about MJF and how he honestly just doesn't want to deal with mjf he doesn't have an issue with him doesn't have a problem with him you know he's just like i didn't want to go after mjf he came after me and these two have been having fantastic promos back and forth um not a lot of back and forth between him and mjf in this show at all uh, but there was a bit, a slight teaser of CM Punk obviously costing MJF a championship. Now, for those of you who don't know, earlier in the show, MJF uh, was backstage with Sean Spears, uh, Wardlow. And pretty much, there was this discussion in a place for Wardlow. Because Wardlow, there, there's potential for Wardlow to get into position to get into the TNT Championship le- uh, League. Um, and one of the things that MJF had advised was that if Wardlow were to win a title... Or Wardlow were to win, and any of his clients, even Sean Spears, Wardlow, any of those guys, were to win a championship, there is a clause in the contract that if they win, rightfully, that belongs and gets provided and relinquished to MJF. It's a ridiculous clause. I loved it. It's hilarious. I I, I really did enjoy that. I really love the fact that they got Jade Cargill's uh, lawyer to come in to read that sentence, and they're like, get out. (laughs) It's a really great little segment. It was pretty funny. Um, But definitely a big teaser of Wardlow eventually actually turning on MJF. Uh, And I do feel that if Wardlow does win the TNT Championship at some point in time down the line, he will actually not relinquish it and attack him. Like, right now, Wardlow is definitely being built as a monster, as somebody who can go in the ring. I've only seen X amount of matches with him. At this point in time, all I'm seeing is Powerbomb City here, and he's just devouring everyone. So, you know later on down the line, he will be competing with higher-grade talents uh and going for that championship which i you know i hope he, he does get i do see that there is some potential in the guy he's a big guy he does a hard worker, from my understanding but i just love that clause and the teaser that cm punk did in his promo was advising that uh that he, he hopes no one cost or cost mjf a championship meaning obviously that if if somebody in his league were to win he gets a title will cm punk, CM punk cost one of the guys the championship opportunity i'm not really sure But again, not necessarily a big promo factor from CM Punk. Talking about JR, talking about uh, John Huber, talking about uh, MJF a little bit. Um, There was a Tim Tebow uh, comment in there. I'm not a sports guy. I actually had one of my moderators, Blinder, tell me about the situation regarding him. I'm not a big sports guy, so that reference really went over my head. That's just how it is. The only sports I really watch is professional wrestling. And to be honest with you, a lot of people are like, it's not really a sport. No, motherfuckers. It's a sport. Plain and simple main event let's get to this one right now okay main event undisputed 2.0 is what i'm gonna refer to them as right now until AEW until they actually get him a proper fucking name uh versus the best friends in orange cassidy first and foremost j- damn man trent and chuck taylor i i haven't really seen these guys a lot in action i haven't really seen the best friends in action quite a lot my god these guys put on a phenomenal match these six guys the Undisputed Era 2.0 and Best Friends in Orange Cassie put on a fantastic match. I cannot downgrade this in any way, shape, or form. And I gotta say, too, it's absolutely impressive to see Trent doing what he does after neck fusion surgery six months ago. Six months? How is this man competing at this level? First and foremost, the guy looks phenomenal. Secondly, I. It, uh, it's just how Brian Danielson had his neck injury and the whole seizures and every fear that he had with him. Whenever somebody has an injury, they come back and that injury is focused upon and they're holding their neck or this, that, and the other when they're in the match. There is a little bit of, oh my God, I am not. I am not liking what I'm seeing and I hope the person is okay. So, throughout this matchup, I will say Trent and Chuck worked very well together. Chuck Taylor uh, is another one that I find is is one of these guys, again, I I haven't really, really watched a long period of time, but when I do, I can see why he's in the position he's in. These two had phenomenal chemistry together. All of these guys in the ring had phenomenal chemistry together. Uh, it's good to see Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly kind of in competition again or uh, in in working competition again where they're working as tag team. These guys have a lot of good uh, history together. They have a lot of good chemistry together. I do find their finisher is a little lacking as of late, going from a suplex, a kick to the head, then down. I find that one's a little lacking. It doesn't really kind of call out a suplex to me. There's another move they did. Again, I apologize if there's a specific name to this. I don't have the name on me right now, but there was another move that they did where they do kind of like um. Uh, a a knee buster to the face and then Kyle O'Reilly pushes him back and Bobby Fish is a German suplex to them. I find that is more of an actual finishing maneuver that I think is a better one to to end a match on rather than the one they do right now because I just find it's not as impactful. Uh, Regardless though, all of these guys did amazing jobs at selling this matchup and in the end we saw a little bit of a teaser with Kyle Riley and Adam oh, Kyle Riley and Adam Cole uh where Riley uh, did hit Adam Cole or big booted him off the apron side um but regardless good match all and all the way through these guys worked tremendously well together in the end we did see uh undisputed 2.0 whatever get the victory but I still think that these guys really put on a phenomenal show to end the the final matchup on TNT these guys worked well together and this is why i keep telling you fans all right a lot of people can be absolutely pissed off at the fact that we have so many XWWE wwe guys coming into the business into the industry into the promotion however you got to look at the quality of the talents that are coming in all of these talents that are coming in are phenomenal talents that can deliver in that ring that know how to work a match know how to work the audience know the actual psychology behind building a matchup and that's exactly what you want to do it's exactly what you want your the the talents to showcase to you and i find they work very well again people complain people can complain the fact that you have x amount of x wwe guys coming in again and i've said this before in my last my last uh, episode is that one they were not developed in wwe second they're coming in but it's the quality of talents that you need to focus on what's coming in and the quality of talents are coming in are talents that we know can deliver and can provide matches that we are 100% always loving. So what the fuck is the problem with you people? Why are you complaining? Stop complaining for the sake of complaining. That's what kills me the most. I find a lot of people have a tendency of complaining for the sake of damn complaining. Stop complaining. Plain and simple. But good match. Good match good episode to end everything on again i did find there was a lot of multi-person matches like we also had um we also did have another match with eddie kingston and uh, 2.0 and his eddie kingston's partners really good matchup um i find eddie kingston is one of these talents that for him whenever he loses or wins or is put in a situation where he's at a disadvantage the man always looks good, no matter what situation he's in. He just has this attitude. He has this energy, and I honestly hope that he stays in the lo- stays in AEW for the long run because I feel he can be a future world heavyweight champion. Uh, because the guy in himself can work, and he's a workhorse alone. Uh, but like I said, no matter what position is he's in, I find he always looks strong regardless. Even if it's a loss, he looks strong doing so. Um, but I know that with that match also came in play. So we had two matches that were six-man matches. We had a 10-man match, and we had the singles match between Jade and, and Rosa. So I found that there was just a lot of multi-talent matches. Uh, and this is the one concern that I have with that is because, again, you have so many talents in AEW now that there is one of these things where you you gotta cover more more of them in these multi huge matches you know what i mean so it's it's one of these things that give it takes where you can see the company is definitely overflowing with talents so are they going to utilize every single one of them or are we going to potentially see down line that okay maybe it's time we start cleaning house a little bit here um but regardless the show in itself was was fantastic um I did enjoy the whole concept behind Kyle O'Reilly and uh and Adam Cole again that story that's continuing on is fantastic I love it because it's long-term storytelling where for the fans we we're not dumb we know that they had a story in the past with WWE now they're here they're going to continue that story on and I have no problem with that way, anyway, shape or form because we have seen that Kyle O'Reilly has proven to fans alone, that he is 100% main event material. 100%. Now, I'm going to move on. Spe- speaking of main event material, I'm going to move on to Rampage. The final Rampage that was aired yesterday. Um, oh my god. There's one match I want to talk about in that show. First and foremost, the, the street fight between The Bunny, Penelope Ford, Anna Jay, and Ty Conte. Holy shit is all I can say about that that should have been the main event the fact that cody and ethan page main evented even though that was a decent match no way shape or form should that have been the main event these four ladies oh my god man the fat bunny got like so the the cut she had was ooh so bad looking but these ladies in the street fight fucking delivered there was also one moment there where um I think it was Penelope Ford who did a a moonsault off the top rope on Ty Conte on a table outside and the table didn't even break, didn't even crack. And she landed her knees on Ty's face and I was like, oh, there's some teeth gone. These four ladies proved, proved that it doesn't, you don't need a, a male competitor or anything in these type of matches to make them feel impactful. These four ladies, and to be honest with you, We've seen history of of ladies in these styles of matches that fucking outperform anything we've seen previous to this. And these four fucking proved it. They did an amazing job in this matchup. It started off quickly. It started off aggressively. The blood was quick in the goddamn match specifically for a show that's an hour long, but they started off so physically that everything that they progressed with was just phenomenal. From from uh, tables being broken, to barbed wire, to thumbtacks, to medicinal tables being broken. Like, there was there was a lot that was going on. There was, was a bottle that was smashed over Ty's face. And you know what? Even though I know the bottle may be gimmick, that still hurts. But these four ladies put on one hell of a damn show. One hell of a damn banger. I was looking at this match and I was like, oh my god, please fight forever. But don't because that also means that you guys are going to bleed out but please fight forever like i have no problem with seeing those four ladies once again going ham at each other in a street fight because it was enjoyable and it got the audience on their damn feet it was phenomenal. And I really did like the the ending of it. Uh, Anna J uh, getting the rear choke on the bunny, but with a barbed wire wrapped around her arm and getting the choke in there really worked well. And it made sense. Like you have barbed wire at your throat. You don't want to stay in that position for quite a while, specifically when you're also bleeding profusely from the head. Well planned out well well uh situated like just everything about that match was one of these moments where you look at it and you're like holy hell what did i just witness and holy hell can we see it again phenomenal job by those four ladies and proves proves right there that the ladies of aew man will fucking go ham and this is this is what kind of kills me with wwe because i find they put so much limitations on the ladies that it's just unnecessary and i know the programming is different i know the focus is different i know all of that shit is different when it comes to their programming but we know that they can work tremendously why are you hiding that you know like why are you limiting us why are we pretending this doesn't happen i know why because it's a uh, family-friendly product you don't want them to, to see that but then again from a fans perspective i also feel that you're losing a lot of these dedicated fans that have been there for so long because a lot of indie things are pushing the boundaries and also showcasing that those boundaries that are being pushed are main event material so i don't necessarily know why wb is really keeping the the whole vision of like oh no that doesn't happen they don't get they don't bleed no we can't fight a man that's impossible they will always lose like again i understand that the, the reasoning behind it it's a family oriented product it's entertainment aspect they don't really want to showcase that to children uh, or families or anything because they know they're going to get a lot of backlash for that but this is why there's a lot of other indie uh scenes out there a lot of a lot of reason why there's a lot of other uh product out there that showcases this and as fans dedicated fans who watch the product watch this the shows watch the talents we can definitely see that there is a lot of main event worthy competitors when that happens. A lot of highlighted individuals that are coming forward and be like, holy shit, that was a phenomenal matchup. Like a lot of them are, have been. Again, this is a, and I am going to say this, this is, you know, wrestling is a choreographed experience. Not necessarily all of it's choreographed, but much of it is choreographed experience. Why are we, why are we scared to point a man or position a man and a female to fight each other? You know what I mean? make any sense but i will say rampage really ended the year on a high note those four ladies put on one hell of a banger of a match that i would not be upset seeing again i'm just gonna say that they did a great job at building the story they did a great job at showcasing their intensity throughout the entire match they did a great job at just proving that they can fucking go and even when they're in a position like i was never a really big fan of bunny that matchup showcased to me, holy shit, she's a tough competitor. If you are profusely bleeding like that and you still go at the level that she went, dude, I have newfound respect for the individual because, goddamn, that is not easy. She did, she was phenomenal. And I find that she did definitely put forward a great. Uh, a great showing ty conti also got cut during that that uh, that uh match as well and again showcase she can go all of those ladies showcase they can go there was one suplex that was done by anna j and penelope ford on a chair oh my god the impact on that chair bending the actual sit like the the seat damn they broke their bodies in that match is all i can say but it was for the fans and the fans heavily enjoyed it. And that was the biggest thing about it is that the fans heavily enjoyed it. And that's the biggest aspect that you really want to drive when it comes to providing us a product that's heavily enjoyable. Uh, and I find that AEW does that very frequently. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to watch as a fan. I'm happy to, to experience it. And I'm super happy to have been introduced to it in 2021. You know, and I'm super happy to have this show be in development in 2021, and we're going to continue with it in 2022. and We're going to enjoy it and have fun and see the product and see the, the 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 individuals who are in place of it and what they can do. I'm super excited for the dynamite episode this coming week because we have Adam Page taking on uh Brian Danielson. You know, I, I'm pretty sure we have I think we have the Luchasaurus, um, or lose uh, the Jurassic Express taking on uh Lucha Brothers. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff there that I think is going to be really fun experience specifically starting off on a new uh network tbs and a lot of people are questioning you know will adam page lose that championship and will daniel bryan be the new champion progressing forward we don't know to be honest we don't know we do have the judge stipulation in place now for that big match uh will it go 60 minutes i do feel it will go again to prove once again that these two are so good tough and intense in that ring that even two matches with 60 minutes can't go or they can go the 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 uh the length and it will one day become one of these things where i think that because they will get another draw and i will say if there is an even amount of uh if there is an even amount of um of judges they're going to be a draw i guarantee you it'll be a draw if there's an even amount of judges now to be fair they may not even use that judge stipulation my understanding there was a match previously a while back with Jericho that had that match stipula- or that match stipulation as well where there's judges but they were never used so it's possible that this is there but it will not be used it's possible that they won't go the full 60 minutes and somebody will win and become the champion or retain the championship or it's possible that both of them will go the full 60 minutes the judges will go to a decision and it comes down to it being a draw which then again leads to a match later on down line where there is no limitation there is no draws there is no uh dqs there's nothing of that nature somebody must win and i feel that would be a fantastic matchup specifically at a pay-per-view style of uh, matchup because it's a heavy driving force to push ratings to push viewers to be like goddamn these two went ham two sh- two on two shows full 60 minutes on two shows put on amazing matches everything worked out so goddamn well this one is specific they somebody must win when I need to watch this. Again, long-term storytelling, and I find it works very well. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave it here. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. Please do me a favor, leave a sub and a like to the video if you guys can help out. It actually does help the algorithms, and I do appreciate that. Also, if you cannot check the YouTube channel, make sure you check our podcast. You guys can find the links all in the description, whether you're actually watching on YouTube or if you're listening on podcast format. We are on Apple Podcasts, and if you guys want to leave us a review, please do me a favor, leave a review. It does help out. We've actually had a couple of reviews come in out five stars, and I'm truly, truly happy about that. So thank you so much for that. For those of you who left a review, in addition to that, we are on Google podcast and Spotify and Anchor as well. You guys can find all the links down below. We are also on Twitter if you guys want to follow us on there. Crossface, Costin, hundred percent recommend you guys follow us on there. We do live tweet some of the shows when you're able to watch it. But thank you again for watching, guys. So let me know what your thought. What was your favorite matchup this week or last week on Dynamite and uh and Rampage? The last episodes on TNT. What was your favorite match what did you like what didn't you like let me know in the comment section below guys thank you again for being here truly appreciate it like i said leave a sub and a like to the video always helps with the algorithms and check us out on the podcast formats if you guys would like to put us on your car when you're driving somewhere because i guarantee you i'm gonna make you smile that's kind of odd but still i'm gonna make you smile sure why not we'll say so ladies and gentlemen thank you again have yourselves a fantastic day because i am out